This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's, it's, it's time to talk that talk and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Mike, uh, I kicked your ass in picks again this week, so I built up a huge lead, but we'll talk about that uh, later on. I'm just honored to be sitting next to a guy that clearly is so well-known by today's NFL players. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you, that's not you. Go ahead, tell the story. So so I did did Chicago-Detroit this weekend. Um, Great game, great comeback by Detroit, but... Montez Sweat from Chicago, who was just traded from Washington, uh, walks into the meeting room on Saturday evening, and uh, and he walks in. Everybody hey, introduced, and he kind of grabs my shoulder and goes, "Man, you're pretty thick. You're pretty big." And he sits down. And he goes, uh, "Did you used to play?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I, I played a little bit." He goes, "Were you any good?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I was all right." I mean. Folks, at this point, right. Mark is just seething no, inside. No. Actually, it was actually I thought it was funny. Um, you know, our, my producer's like, "Well, he, you know, he started for twelve years and won three Super Bowls, so yeah, I, I think he was okay." Um, but the cool, the, the the funny thing to me was, and it, it's funny. I was I told Roger Goodell this story because he was at the Detroit game um, and ended up sitting or just standing around talking to Roger for about twenty minutes or so. And um, I was telling him the story, and, and he just laughed out loud. He just thought it was hilarious. And um, he's like, you know, it, it just the the players, a lot of the players of today, not all of them, but a lot of them, like, it's just different. The way we grew up, our generation, compared to this generation, we grew up consuming the NFL on television. We grew up consuming, you know, the game all the time. And I think a lot of the players today – didn't necessarily consume the game on television like we consumed it. I think their familiarity came with playing and, and you know, and playing video games and doing all that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think it's a different way the game was consumed. So um, I, I just was – it was funny, man. It was really funny. Uh, he's like, well, where did you play? And I go, well, I, 
where you just came from. I played there for six years. My picture's on the wall. Well, you know, I mean, it's right there. Uh, you know, and it was, it was funny. It was a funny conversation. He goes, I'm going to have to Google you. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, Google away, my friend. Google away. But uh, great guy, great, great guy, and uh, really good player and a lot of fun to talk to. Just a really fun dude to talk to. Well, you kind of buried the lead, so you chopped it up with Roger Goodell? I did. We talked for we talked for a long time. It's funny because every time I see Roger, um, it really comes it, it comes down to and it's really about protecting quarterbacks, right? But it comes down to how can we get better offensive line play, and you know, and what do we need? Like, what do we need to do um, to help protect our quarterbacks more? And you know, it was it was interesting because a lot of the things that I talked to him about are out of his control. Like, to me, that is the most skilled position in football. And, you know, I, I, I bust your balls about this all the time, but, I mean, name one other position or one other sport where a lesser athlete is matched up on a better athlete for the entirety of the contest, and the lesser athlete is expected to win 100% of the battles. It doesn't exist in any other realm of foot or any other realm of sport. So I'm a lesser athlete than the guy I'm playing against, and I'm supposed to win 65 out of 65 battles. And if I give up one sack, especially toward the end of the game, I'm a piece of shit, and that guy goes to the Pro Bowl. And you know, it was really interesting. I'm doing the Detroit game, and Aiden Hutchinson's a damn good player. I mean, a really good player and had a good game. I mean, like he was flying around. He was making plays and tagging, but he really wasn't putting a whole lot of pass rush together. And very end of the game in a critical moment, we had talked about Darnell Wright, the rookie offensive tackle plays right tackle for Chicago Bears, has done a pretty good job in pass protection. Now, when you're playing Aiden Hutchinson, you're going to line up a tight end over there. He's going to have to – He's going to have to, you know, navigate two people. You're going to slide protection. to Like, you're going to have a plan to take away Aiden because he's the best pass rusher on their team. But there were plenty of one-on-ones that, that Darnell Wright did a really good job on. And then you know, we had just talked about it in the last play of the game. Whoop, you know, gets around the edge. That's all anybody it. remembers. Yeah. And he gets the game ball at the end of the, you know, yeah. he, gets, he gets the yeah. game ball. Like, what a game, but what a game. And he did. He played, I'm sure he had a bunch of tackles on, you know, as far as the running game was concerned. And he did a really good job. But, um, but that's the way it goes. You know, I mean, he becomes the hero of the game. And uh, Darnell Wright is, you know, the, the piece of shit that gave up a sack. And he really played a good game. And I don't mean that, the, you know, but that's just how I always. Right. How I always looked at it, like you like I could have I could have a dominant football game, and I give up one critical play at the end of the game, and I'm a piece of garbage. I'm a piece of shit. I understand Goodell owes you a new pair of glasses. Well, I had my glasses hanging on my little lanyard when okay. I was there, because down on the field, I just hung them on there because yeah. I wasn't wearing them. And uh, he came and gave me that big draft day bear oh, hug, first round. Yeah, fair hug. Get in here, right? Get in here, you big guy. And my my glad they were all. Mm, I had a kind of hand bend them back. I'm like this son of a. Yeah. Oh, you know, hey, Roger Goodell, you owe yeah. you owe stink some uh, 
Yeah, what do you what do new you set of glasses? Take some of that do? forty million you make every year and get them a new pair of glasses. Yeah, how about that? Huh? But um, no, it was great. It was great to talk to him about just kind of, you know, about just the way the league is constructed. And you know, my big, my big, and, and I've said this all the time with our players' association: we lock ourselves out of a hundred million dollar facilities where everything is taken care of for us. Because why? Because we don't want a coach to come and talk to us. Like, what? I, I don't. They don't understand the mentality. Like, I would much rather work out at the facility. I, I I like to live where I played. You know, I guess in today's world, maybe that doesn't exist as much. But I liked being in the facility. I liked working out. I liked having the trainers. I liked having people around. Um, and, you know, it's just not part of today's football. So apparently you would rather, you know, go spend $100,000 getting somebody to work you out like a track star as opposed to actually working on football stuff. But, you know, I digress. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, your your Detroit game that you saw, um, making history, first time since the Kennedy administration, yeah. that they're eight and two, and you, you you start to think maybe there's some something magical going on when they're down to Chicago with what did I see with four minutes and fifteen seconds left in the game, Chicago had a ninety eight percent chance of winning that football game, right, and the Lions come back to win. Yeah, and I loved it. Like the Lions had three minutes left, or excuse me, four four fifteen left with three timeouts, and there was it, it was so interesting. That is a situation where many offensive coordinators would completely quit running the football, and they kept enough run in there because they got favorable looks and number counts, popped a couple of big runs, threw the ball underneath as you know everybody's trying to give ground and. So they just took what the defense gave them and then got one over the top to Jamison Williams. And um, bam, that's a big score. Then they kick off back down. They stop the Bears um, and get the ball back. And then they just go to work. And in that drive, in that drive especially, because that last drive had, I don't know, a minute and some odd left in it. Um, Maybe, I think maybe just over, it was probably right around two minutes, two minutes and change when they got it, but they got to the two-minute warning. And inside the two-minute warning, man, they're handing the ball off, handing the ball off. And I just thought from a coordinator standpoint, and Ben Johnson is a guy that I got to talk to, and I think he's an exceptional, like an exceptional football coach. And just staying true to kind of what you wanted to accomplish, even though, I mean, Chicago had the ball for 40-plus minutes. Detroit had it for 19 minutes. And yet you stayed true to the kind of game plan that you wanted to execute um, late in the game when the situation for most coordinators would be, we're going to throw it on every single down. And you didn't fall victim to stupidity, which I think a lot of guys fall victim to. You know, they don't understand everybody else's problems. And – I thought he did a great job with that. I thought they really executed the game plan well. And that, to, that to me, was the big difference is 
staying balanced, staying true to the game plan that you wanted to execute and going out and getting that done. 